Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Ladies Level Up. Today, I have a very special guest that I've been knowing over 30 years, and it's a complete blessing that they showed up on my podcast, finally. So I would like to introduce my number one favorite person in my life, which is my mother, Deborah. Hey, everyone. How's everyone? I hope it's... You having a wonderful, fantastic day. So this this is my road dog. We go everywhere. Yes. So today I asked her to be on my podcast because she came to visit me. So you might as well I might as well put her to work and share some of that that gray hair wisdom that she has. So today we are talking about being a lady and how you need a village in order to be a woman in this world or carry yourself like a lady. I'm thankful for her, my grandmother, and other women I had in my life that made a difference as to why I carry myself the way I do, dress the way I dress, and speak the way I speak. I know it's a better way of saying that, but I can't think of the actual phrase. But here's my mama. Hello, everyone. Um, our, um, I guess, topic for today is how to present yourself as a lady. So Asia wanted me to speak on this, and I'm old school. So I know things change from generation to generation. And I was telling her that, you know, as a young lady, you know, you present the way you present yourself it tells a whole lot in terms of how you present the way you speak the way you look and the way you act so number 1 you know uh let's start with hygiene you want to make sure that you know your you smell good not just smell good don't don't spray nothing on funk make sure you are clean you know they say cleanly cleanliness is next to godliness and you want to be a representation of god's daughter god is not dirty god is not messy and i never understood that phrase until i moved overseas and i'm like why these people so so nasty why don't they wash their hands why don't they use sanitizer? It was a lot of questions going through my mind. And I realized while I was over there that they don't have a sense of God. You know, they get they get punished for going to church. So it kind of made sense why that statement, cleanliness is next to godliness. So um, that's that's a good point that you made. But, you know, you make sure that, you know, you do your hygiene in terms of, you know, when you get up in the morning, you just don't throw on clothes. You wash up from head to toe. Uh, because your body carries sweat. You sweat when you go to sleep. So just, you know, just like you wash up in the day, you got to wash up when you go to bed. And when you get up in the morning, you can't just throw on clothes because there's bacteria, you know, oils or, you know, it's germs. My parents always taught me. 
to wash <laughs> wash up because like you sweat i sweat bad so i know good and well i'm going to hop in the shower the next day i can't i can't throw on clothes for sure because that just tell me like oh i don't i don't care about my myself and, and i and i know every individual is different but you know the way we were brought up and and these are different times but just because you take a shower at night, it does not mean you throw on clothes and leave out the front door. You're going to have to wash up again because, like Asia was saying, you know, you have perspiration, you're sweating. Um, and, and, you know, once you take that shower and, and get out that tub, uh, you did cut the smell. I, I, I don't know how to put this. But, but you, still, you, get, you still got smell. You got you got a certain smell. You those those important spots you need to wash up. You know. <laughs> you gotta hit the hot spots. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make it clean, y'all. So anyway, but um, that's per- that's one way of showing that you you have some type of confidence or some type of care about yourself. You know, people. You don't want people going around here saying you smell. You want people going around here and don't want to be around you because you don't take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you know you don't want to hang around. If somebody stank y'all, would you hang around that person? Because it's going to bother your nose. It's going to make you sick. So you have to practice what you preach. Yeah. And and see, I'm the type of person, you know, I'll pull you to the side and say, hey, you know, you know, I, you you know, you're a little tangy, you know. That I, you know, I, I'd rather for you to tell me than to be talked about. So, you know, tell me. Just like when people are talking and you have something on your face or on in or, or uh, uh, on your teeth. no, in your nose, and you, I've been talking to people all day, and you mean to tell me you didn't tell me? You got a batting cave. So it's like I bat in the cave. I never heard that one before. But, you know, hey, if you see something in my nose that's hanging off, let me know. You know, there's time. I would tell a person. Sometimes I have told a stranger. You know, just say we're at the airport. And I had a, well, I had a friend. Matter of fact, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And um, I was talking to him. And um, his, and I, and I, put, and I said, um, I'm not mentioning the name. I said, um, you need to zip up your pants. And he appreciated that. You know, walking around with his pants unzipped. If you see your friend look bad, then you need to say something. Exactly. Yeah, so basically my mom was saying, you know, you want to want to not necessarily warn people, make them aware of what's going on because everybody don't know what's going on in terms of maybe their hygiene or maybe in terms of doing something wrong. So on Matthew 7... Verse 3 through 5, it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How may, I'm sorry, how can you say that to your brother? Let me take a speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, then you will clearly see to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. So that might be a little out of text, but at the same time, you want to make sure that your brother is representing you in the correct way, just like you would want your brother to represent you. So, yeah, you just want to make sure that 
people are aware of themselves. You can't let somebody go out on their own. You know, it's one thing when you tell them, hey, don't do that. But it's going to get to a certain point where if they keep doing the same thing, you can't get upset that you didn't say anything because you told them. So that's between them and God. But back to the topic, you have to present yourself as a young lady. Right. You know, just like, let me let me try to break it down. Let's say that, you know, you don't wear your party dress to where you work or to church when you're not supposed to. You know, present yourself. Present yourself accordingly. So you don't wear a party dress to work. You don't wear a party dress to church. You wear it to a party. It's a time and place to do that. You know, and some of the clothing, leave it to the imagination. Don't have everything hanging out. You know, the dress is too short. Or uh, part of your bosoms are hanging out. And, you know, you know, it... So action speaks louder than words. So I don't I don't know what you know the new generation is doing, but you know it sometimes uh the way you dress speaks out more so and the and the tone you use that, that goes oh, a long way. The mouth, especially if you're cursing every other word. What what type of lady are you? It, you know, you don't have the curse to show who who, who you, you really are. are. Or get your point across. Exactly. So you know that you know people people are listening. You don't you never know who's or who's around you. They may want to hire you for a job. They might want to bless you, and because of the way exactly because of the way that you portray yourself exactly you might have blocked your blessing. You I'm go. big on making sure my blessings aren't blocked. You have to see things from a different perspective. You can't always say like, oh, this is this. I was in church yesterday and the pastor was saying, you know, anxiety is something that you already, you infested. Yeah, it's infested, but you already determined the outcome. The outcome is negative. Like, let's say for instance, I get in the car. No, not not the car. Let's say Let's say I'm riding a scooter. When I'm like 10 years old, I'm riding a scooter. You know, electric scooters or whatever. And I fall off the scooter. And I fall off the scooter real bad. And I have a scar all the way up my, my leg. Therefore, now that has traumatized me not to ride the scooter again. So now every time I see a scooter, I'm afraid of that scooter. In actuality... That scooter, if I get on a scooter again, that might not determine me from getting in an accident. Um, that that thing that happened was my past, but I can't stay stuck on my past. I have to move forward. Right. So that's a prime example of, you know, you can't have anxiety about stuff that you you don't know about. You determine your own you determine your own destiny, but at the same time, God knows what's the next move. God is here for you, you know. God God is the the prince of peace. He is the way maker. He makes a way. So you got to stop trying to have the final say so in everything. You know, another example is just like I went to the conference uh this past two uh days this past weekend 
And the elevator that uh, we were on, it was about five of us on the elevator. And all of a sudden, somebody pressed a button. We were on the second floor, and we pressed the button to go down. The elevator went down, but the door did not open. And then when they pressed it again, it partially opened. But there were some people who had anxiety attack, who had anxiety attack and started like, oh, no, you know, or they didn't think about, you know, pressing the alarm for help. And they got spastic, but I was in the back. And I didn't get spastic. I was praying. So I didn't get upset because I knew that, you know, uh, sometimes a praying mother changes a whole lot of things. Praying, period, changes things. So the door did open, We but we did press it back to the second floor. And then everybody got off and walked down. But... People did not read that was on the elevator that it said it may delay as you went up or down. No one read that sign. So it's like, okay. But everybody, not everyone, but a few of the people were having anxiety attack. So it pays to pay attention to your surroundings and what's going on. Yes, yes. So another thing is, my mom said, leave stuff to the imagination. A lot of, I remember one time I did, I did something and my parents were like, you need to have respect for yourself. Ever since then, this was like a long time ago, I was a teenager. Ever since then, I I understood what they were talking about because number one, there are creepers out there and everything is like sexual to them. So you have to guard your heart and have discernment. You know, you can't. I'm I'm saying you can wear whatever you want, whatever whatever you want, but at the same time you have to realize the outcome of it. Because at the end of the day, who am I to judge or who is my mom to judge? But that's between you and God, because you have to have that relationship with God to understand that you have to have some type of respect for yourself. And, you know, my my body is covered for for people who ain't my husband. Now, if I have a husband, that's a different story. But back to what I was saying is you can't get upset when somebody compliments you in a way that you aren't fond of. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, you want to be cute. But are you confident? Like, I can throw on anything and be confident. I'm not going to, if I know that somebody's going to say, hold on, hold on. What I was about to say was, I can be fully clothed and still look good. You don't have to show a piece of breast or a piece of booty, you know, or have extra twerking. You don't have to have all skin tight stuff because if you wear the right clothes, it's going to accent your body. I don't have to have super tight stuff in order to be cute because there's other ways to be cute and fabulous and turn heads. Best to believe if you have faith in faith in God and you know how to dress modest, your heads are gonna turn. You're gonna get compliments from men that are high quality. You're not gonna get 
compliments from hooga booga dude off the street, little Rodney from around the corner. Or somebody whistling at you. Yeah. You know, or somebody mistake. You know, it's sometimes it's it's sad to say that be, somebody should mind their own business. You know, especially men. Like, oh, she wanted this and she wanted that. I know that's a touchy subject because of what you're wearing. But at the same time, you know, it's it's not prevent, preventable because a pervert is a pervert. No, no matter how you flip it, or how you say it, or how you dress. But at the same time, you want to represent yourself. Respectively. Yes, respectively. And, you know, my thank God I have parents and stuff like that that care about me. You know, a lot of people maybe don't have people. There are grandmas that be trying to dress hmm. like people my age. And it's like, you got to wear what fits you. At your age. Now, if you... If you like, what's her name? Um, Angela Bassett or something like that. Then you you can wear if you Angela Bassett age and you wear what she wear, then that's a different story. If you built like Angela Bassett, <laughs> but as far as that, y'all y'all have to be conscientious of what how you present yourself, how you present yourself, what you wear, how you speak. How you speak is very important. It goes a long ways in how you carry yourself as a lady. So, Mom, what were you saying about speaking? Speaking, well, that's a part of the how you present yourself. So, when I say speaking, um, you know, no slurred speech. You know, no, those, uh, what you call it, uh, street terms. You can speak street depending on the, the, the time and the place. So, so if I'm trying to get a man, how should I speak? You're trying to get a man. Now the man should be trying to get you. Well, yes, that's true. But I'm saying, okay, let's say I'm interested in the guy. He's interested in me and we're holding a conversation. So how should I speak to him? Well, the that in those terms, when you're speaking to uh, a young man, you know, your appearance speaks for itself. Okay. One thing. Wait, okay. If my appearance, okay, my appearance A1, but what comes out of my mouth? But, okay, let me, let me, let's start from the beginning. Okay, let's say you enter, you go, you're in a restaurant, okay, and you're by yourself. Okay, the physical part is speaking to that young man. Hey, she looks good, you know, and then you sit at the table and next thing you know, he buys you a drink. But then, you know, you don't drink, but, you know, that's a compliment. So then he finds out that there's no one at your table and he comes over and introduce him as a gentleman. He introduced himself. Okay. Okay. That part. All right. And we start building a conversation. At, correct. So how should I speak to him? Oh, that's hi. Oh, um, I see that you bought me a drink. You know, I don't drink, but I thank you for, you know, buying me a drink. And then you, then whatever the conversation is, you know, he, you know, he'll say his name, I guess, and you'll say your name and then you start from there. I'm, I'm speaking in terms of how should I speak to him? It's the difference between me talking to my homegirls, me talking to him, me talking to you. Correct. So should I say, Hey dude, what's up? What's up? Them gray sweatpants. Should I say that to him? No. (laughs) 
No. You you can't well you, no, you just compliment him on what he's wearing. You know, not, not hey dude, cause number one, I would think you would know his name in the beginning. No, I wouldn't know his name if Oh well I if would, he a stranger. Well if he's a stranger, I would say I would say, How are you? You're dressed nicely today. I wouldn't say, Hey dude. That sounds like y'all on the corner of somebody's store or the street. I didn't know that's, what they do. That's what I meant. That's, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> that's what I ask you. Oh, no. No. That's not the... No. Mm-hmm. So, my advice was that you're supposed to talk to him as if you are you are wrapped in a cashmere sweater. Like, how oh, how are you doing? You look very nice today. You look very debonair. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have a very nice smile. You know, it's a di- y'all heard the difference, right? Correct. Now, if I'm not interested in you, I might address you as bro. Like, what's up, bro? That's just me. I don't know how the old school do- does it, but that's a signal when I call you bro. I'm, I'm not interested, huh? Yeah. Oh, because I'll bro you in a minute. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, let me use this as an example. Um, uh, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, what is that? TikTok. And I have followers, and some and and it, which one is the one that rings? Uh, you you call the person? No, messenger. That's what it is. I think that's very rude. You know, you're calling me. Uh, number one, you didn't ask if you could call me. Number two, I let you know I am happily married. So why are you calling me on the phone? They be trying to get my mama to have a sugar daddy. So. So it's like, come on now. Now let's show some respect. I am happily married. So number one, don't call me unless you want a flight and I can book you. But other than that, don't, you know, come for me like that because that's an attack mode. I will block you. I taught her how to block, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a certain way to approach people. You want to approach people with respect. You know, if you want respect, you gotta give respect. But there you go. At the same time, you have, you know, at the end of the day, God's gonna deal with them. So, ma, how do you, how do you feel about etiquette in terms of a man, a man, basically? You know, what is it called chivalry? Chivalry. They said chivalry is dead. It's not dead. It depends on how uh, that gentleman was raised. You know, or, or not even being raised, but what he needs to know is, you know, opening the doors for you, you know, uh, staying on the opposite side of the sidewalk. A lot of gentlemen didn't know that either. Uh, no, they don't. Because one, one guy I was interested in, he didn't know that until his sister said something. But yeah, a lot of guys don't know that they're supposed to outside walk of, on the outside. outside. Yep. And a lot of people don't know the reason, but it's, if guys are listening right now, it's uh, like, say, for instance, a car splashed a girl. You don't want the girl to be wet or anything, but certain stuff like that. A lot of people don't know that or people start calling and texting saying, hey, I'm outside. Right. And if you're a real gentleman, you're going to ring a doorbell. Correct. Or you're going to walk into wherever you are and, and come, come get, get me. You. That's right. You know, that's a gentleman, you know. He said, oh, he was raised pretty good. Or opening the door for you as you walk in, you know, to whatever venue or wherever you are. 
he's going to open the door for you first for you to walk in. Because I seen <laughs> my mom and dad and I were on a road trip. And I guess they were bodybuilders or something in the gym. And the woman opened the door for the man. And I'm just puzzled. Like, my, I was in my car and they was in their car. I'm like, Ma, you saw that, right? And it just baffles me. Like, yes, I'll open the door for a dude if he's, like, right behind me or something like that. That's a different story. But as far as if he my man, he better be opening doors, honey. Cause just like your father. You know, when we're going into a restaurant or whatever... He will open the door for me, and if there's somebody's behind me, he would hold the door for the other people, man or woman. And um, but don't hey now let me tell you what you got to tell us. I got to say, if you don't say thank you, I I'm will remind you. I will highly say you're welcome real loud because you know they're like they got amnesia, you know, because I didn't have to open the door, or my husband had to open the door for you. So don't get me started on that. You know, where are your manners? You know, thank you and uh, welcome goes a long, you welcome goes a long ways. That's right. You better tell them, D. Johnson. All right. We're going to take a quick break. So in 1 Peter 3 and 7 it says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Amen. What do you think about that, Mom? Since we were talking about on the lines of chivalry, like in terms of... He's respecting the woman. You know, he... um, he sh He's showing his compassion... He's showing that, you know, his lady is number one. He has respect. Respect goes a long ways. So, yes, that's what that means. You know, in my terms, you know, so chivalry in my family is not dead. Okay, because I look at some of these dudes and I'm like, yeah, you not even friend material. <laughs> you can't even make it to the boy part. You not even friend material. Because a lot of people don't understand that when you have a father or even a father figure in your life, along with a mother, I, I had plenty of father figures and mother figures, so I didn't lack at all. But for those who don't understand, it's a lot of women that do have fathers in their life. There are women that have father figures, that have uncles, maybe big cousins, you know, fathers themselves. Or pastors, you know, that set examples in order for a woman to know what her standards are for men. And I remember listening to Ashley and Powers and her husband, Carrington, and they were saying, you know, you have to reflect what you want in a man. If I want a man to work out and eat healthy, I have to do the same thing. If I want a man to be compassionate and loving, I have to be the same thing. You can't expect someone to do the same thing for you when you aren't them aren't yourself. Like for example, I am huge on prayer. I am huge on going to church and fellowshipping. I can't want a man that goes to church if I don't go to church or a man who prays if I don't know how to pray or the first thing about prayer. You know, you have to look at the fruit of labor. And that's all Mary had a little lamb. 
Mom, you want to add to that? He has to be the same yoke as your yoke as one. Exactly. And as I learned in my unmarried journey is that just because he Christian don't mean he's equally yoked with you. Correct. That's a hard pill to swallow. Like, oh, he's Christian. He goes to church. But do he does he pray? Does he pray for you? That's the biggest thing. If you ain't praying for me, you ain't laying with me. <laughs> oh, bars. All right now. But for real though, like, yes, he, he might be going to church with everything, but it's his fruit showing that he is a, a of his labor. Is he showing that he is husband material? Exactly. Because a lot of these guys are just friend material, not even husband material. He might have certain qualities like, oh, okay, he'd be a good husband, but he has a long way to go. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes God will place him in your life as a lesson, not no. not to be your husband. Because there was plenty of times like, oh, that's my husband right there. But that guy was sent to be a lesson in my life. And it's exactly. a lot of people don't realize that, you know, just because you, you together for X amount of years don't mean it's healthy. Right. So... That's as far as chivalry and stuff like that. Ma, what about twerking? Uh, we won't even discuss that. That twerking, I don't know. You know, you just shaking your behind. That's crazy. I mean, different strokes for different folks. I mean, you're twerking. Who are you trying to impress? Yourself? Are you trying to impress others? I mean, now if you want to twerk, you know, it's behind closed doors. Not Why are you doing it out in the open? I mean, who are you trying to please? You know, that sends a negative message to me. Maybe I'm not with this new, the new times, but no, no. Yeah, as far as me as working, I think, you know, that's for closed doors. Or now, if I get married, I'm twerking on my husband, period, point blank, mama. I'm sorry, not sorry, but that's my husband. Behind closed doors, that's fine. Hey, y'all do you. I'm talking about my wedding reception. So y'all get up, y'all get ready for the cash money oh, nine nine in the two thousands. Okay, <laughs> cause right. this, that's my official seal of deal. Sign oh. said delivered. I'm his. Okay, that'll <laughs> but, be my exit. And excuse me, I'm going to the restroom. I'll be back. That's that's when at nine o'clock. That's when we put on everything. It's time <laughs> for the elderly go to bed <laughs> or season. Go on bed with the chickens, huh? But anyway, as far as that, I don't believe that you should be posting it on social media. Exactly. That you're portraying a message to these dudes, not men, that boys. Yeah, boys that you don't you don't care about presenting yourself accordingly. You you raunch I'm gonna say it in a nice way that mm-hmm. you're raunchy. <laughs> you know, just like the the young men even me, uh, uh, bo- well, boys and young men, or or older men wearing the saggy pants. You know they don't understand. Do you know the definition of why you're sagging uh, your pants? Do they know the history behind that? And that's been going on for over ten years now. And I Not thought, 20, but yeah. oh, twenty, okay, uh, sagging your pants, and then it's like you have to pull them up every time you take a step. That's crazy. You know. You need to look up the history of why why you wearing saggy pants. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's right. 
Yeah, yeah, I got my mom flustered. Oh, honey, you're inviting your behind to another man. That's what the sagging of the pants is, you know, when the people were in prison. But a lot of them, I see you sad, so I'm a sad. And that's Uh-oh. not that's not cute either. Like uh, your mind is not set. You know, you got to you have to. Uh, I need reflect. I need y'all to be in a nice tailored suit with the beard, you know, trim. With a nice haircut or, you know, nice logs. You know, I don't discriminate. But that's not cute. Like, that shows that you... Ignorance. Yeah. That you don't you don't care. Because, guys, y'all got to have self-esteem, too. I know some gentlemen that listen. But y'all got to have self-esteem. You know, y'all want women to have self-esteem, standard. And, you know, y'all have standards. Some men don't have standards. And that's surprising. Like, they take anything... But I feel like that's something they need to work on because you got to have standards. Like, your, I know you want your wife to look good, so stop with the fronting. Stop with the fronting. But, yeah, you got to have some type of standards, ladies. You can't be twerking on Instagram because you are portraying a message. And then also, for me, if I, I don't want to put anything sexual out there because... God gonna get me regardless. He's gonna get me. So he's gonna Holy Spirit is going to be like, now nah, you know good and well you shouldn't be posting that. Cause he gives me discernment. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be posting that. You know, it's not if I tried to post something, it's not gonna get what I wanted to give. Like y'all think that posting half naked pictures, posting twerking, exactly. it's gonna get you a lot of likes. You're gonna get yeah. inboxes, you gonna get um Eggplant picks. I'm leaving hmm. PG, and you you gonna get a whole bunch of unwanted stuff, and it's like you get upset because guys are doing the opposite of what you want, but you have to portray yourself how you want it to be portrayed. If you want With respect, yes. If you want to be a wife, you know it's ways to do that. I remember when I was younger. People be like, oh, where your man at? Blah, blah, blah. As I got older, they're like, where your husband at? It's a different type of level how you carry yourself, you know? Or they be like, where your N-word at? You know, you have to have standards. Correct. Let me intervene in that. You know, uh, you have to be careful what you put on social media because... Kids going to look at it in the future. Uh, thank you. Yep, your your nieces, your nephews, they may see it. They say, oh, auntie used to do that? Oh, my God. Or your children. So, you know, or, or you're trying to apply for a job. You got to be careful because they look at all that. And then you wonder why you didn't get that job. Yes, and amen. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 55 and 11, it says, So shall my word that be that goes from out of my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish which I purposed, and it shall succeed in the thing for which I sent. And Genesis 11 and 7, it says, Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So to tie back in of what we were saying, you know, you want a high quality man of God, but you on here twerking on Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform. And you expect to have a high quality man of God, but yet you're attracting boys and what's the other name I cannot think of right now. Um, I can't think, but y'all know the boys I'm talking about. Predators? No, not predators. 
it's another term of uh their boys. But anyway, you attract what you put out. Young adolescents? No, it's it's another term, mama. It's it's not of your generation. But, yeah, you deal with squares and all type of dudes you don't want to deal with because of the way you portray yourself. You know, there's high quality men of God out there who are looking for a wife. And there are whole husbands out there. Like, they they are whole husbands, not still somebody else's husband. So, let's not get that twisted. But there are... High quality men of God out there that are seeking a wife. You know, I had maybe mentioned this in my other podcast where your husband could be in your DM or was about to send that DM, but because you posted something that didn't appeal to him, he might have been like, never mind. So She's a turn off. It's a turn off. Exactly. And I've noticed a lot of guys, they don't like twerking. Y'all think that they do. But I've heard a lot of men say they don't like twerking. And we just be doing it anyway. He's like, oh, twerking for us. No, you're you not twerking. Just be twerking, sis. We're we not. We're not. We're not there. But yeah, we have to learn how to carry ourselves as ladies. We have to have a village. We have to know how to dress, how to speak. Because, again, people are always going to pay attention to the lady. They're going to talk about the woman before they talk about the man. You know, they're going to be, oh, she carried herself. Well, I get many compliments because of the way I'm raised. Because of the way I carry myself. They think I'm older than what I am. Like, I don't look old. But the way I carry myself, they're like, oh, girl, I thought you was blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I'm young. I'm younger than you. Oh, spirit. You have to carry yourself the way you want to be treated. If you want to be a princess, you got to act like one. Or a queen, you got to act like one. You know, yes, there are people out there who treat people terrible. You know, good people have bad things happen to them. But you have to know who and whose you are in God. You have to know you are wonderfully made in God. God loves you. Why don't you love yourself? Because these dudes aren't going to love you the way God loves you. You have to love yourself. You have to build a relationship with yourself. First and foremost, you have to build a relationship with God. Build a relationship with yourself in order to protect and have a relationship with others. I think this might be the last question. But, Mama, what do you say about people who jump from relationship to relationship without trying to heal? That's a hard question. Um, it, it seems to me that the person who jumps from one relationship to another relationship, that person isn't healed in the beginning they 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 younger for they younger for a love but they don't know how to get love from someone else where should they get their love from well no, number one they should love themselves first you sure what about the love of uh, well i'm not done they should love themselves first and then 
uh, love God because God without, correct, but without God, they have nothing. But you have to love yourself and within. You have to start within yourself first to love yourself. You can't search for love through other people. Uh, that's what I'm saying. People are not going to love you the way you're going to love yourself. People look at how you treat yourself. If you don't care about yourself, they're going to keep taking and taking and taking. I'd rather be the lender, lender than the borrower. Correct. So, you know, like I said, um, what is that word you always use? Soul, soul ties? You have souls. You gain so many soul ties because of how many people you jump from. You don't even have to have sex with them. You can have a soul tie from spending too much time. With a relationship. A person, and or you don't have any other relationship with a person. I'm guilty of having a soul tie because, you know, we all have, actually, we all have soul ties. But we have to determine if it's healthy or unhealthy. When you spend a lot of time with one person and you don't spend time with other friends or, you know, it gets unhealthy, then you have a higher, you have a higher standard to that person that you're hanging around with. Like, oh, he should be doing this or she should be doing that. But because you have that person to a, to a higher level or you put them on a pedestal for therefore they become an idol and God said not to have idols. So, therefore, that's why you have a soul tie to that person. You keep thinking about that person. You have dreams about that person. You know, you even when you have sex with that person, you know, that person might have dealt with an angry person in their past. And you're like, why am I so angry? Because those spirits jump. And it's hard to break a soul tie. It's not, it's not, it's, you can break the soul tie, but at the same time, it's going to be hard. And Exodus 20 and 3 it says you shall have no other gods before me exodus 20 and 4 says you shall not make yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or the water underneath oh that was bars okay bible okay bible so therefore you have to have a healthy balance you know you have to say god please break the soul ties Lord, break anything that is not like you. Because at the end of the day, people are dealing with stuff that they put on themselves. You know, God gives us warnings and red flags of who to deal with and who and green flags on who to deal with. So at the end of the day, you have to learn how to heal first. If you want marriage or, you know, to build a relationship with people, you have to learn how to heal. It's like me something happened to me like let's say i cut myself i have to put antiseptic on there peroxide you know clean up the cut and put a bandage on there so it will heal give it time to heal so then i can i can i'm able to do something else if i don't heal i'm gonna break open that wound again because i didn't let it properly heal and that's how you have to deal with relationships because at the end of the day, you're going to hurt somebody you really love if you don't heal first. I agree. You're right. So that's all we have today. God bless you. And we're going to pray this thing out. Heavenly Father, we want to bless the listeners. We want to bless those 
subscribers, Lord. We want to thank you for them. We want to thank you for life. We want to thank you for covering us on today. We want to thank you for my special guest, my mother. We want to thank you for allowing her to be able to speak on this platform. And thank you for allowing her to be my mother. Thank you for choosing her to be my mom. I'm forever grateful. Lord, we ask that you bless the mindset of the woman or even the man that has been listening to this podcast. May they be, may it be helpful to them. May this be a vessel to them and may you uplift them, Lord. We uplift them in prayer. We ask that you break the yoke of unequally yoked people in their lives. We ask that you break the soul ties, Lord. We rebuke the witchcraft that has maybe been prayed over their life. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you bless them in their relationships, Lord. We ask that they they are sent with their God-ordained husband or gentlemen, their ordained wife, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we ask for strength on today. We ask that you bless this podcast, Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you for covering us right now. Amen. Amen. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also, I am starting a course, and you get a free confidence calendar, ladies. All you have to do is go on bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y, slash, L-U-U, no, L-L-U, yes, L-L-U, I'm sorry, y'all, slash L-L-U. And you can download your free calendar. May y'all have a blessed day, blessed night. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Be safe. We love you all. And it's time to level up in Christ. Amen. Amen.